So you guys probably know by now that all of us at Close Friends No Filter use Later for scheduling and posting our social media content. And I wanted to share yet another cool feature they offer that makes using Later a total no-brainer. I'm talking specifically about the link in bio feature. Yup, using Later's link in bio as your one and only link is like magic because it multiplies the amount of links you can add to your bio times infinity. Link in bio comes in super handy when you have multiple links you're trying to send someone to, whether that be blog posts, multiple different products, your newsletter, partnership content, etc., etc. You can link everything in one place without having to scramble to change it constantly. So how about we make it even easier for our close friends then, shall we? Because Later is giving our listeners two months free of the growth plan. They just need to head straight to later.com and use the code CFNF22. That's www.later.com and use the code CFNF22 to get two months free of the growth plan. Welcome to the Close Friends No Filter Podcast. I'm Stephanie. I'm Anu. And I'm Laura. And in our experience, nothing spreads faster on social media than rumors about what does and doesn't work on social media. Social media changes fast, and there's no shortage of bad advice, outdated tips and tricks, baseless urban legends, and myths begging to be busted. And that's where we come in. With a combined 25 years in the industry, we're here to help you sift through 10,000 pounds of regurgitated social media BS and get to the truth so you can stop stressing over gossip and start focusing on growing your business. Hi, everyone. We're back with another Close Friends No Filter podcast with my close friends and co-hosts, Stephanie from The Social Media CEO and Laura from B Squared Social. I'm Manu from your social team. And today we have a topic that is very close to my heart. And it's something I talk about all the time. I created free classes about, uh, paid classes about, because I think it's so important and it's social media and boundaries. And I'm going to kick off this conversation with Stephanie and Laura just saying that this is a working progress. All three of us struggle with this. I think from our experience, we've made lots of improvements, but it's always a working progress. There's always more things that we can do to improve ourselves, but also little tips that we picked along the way and little strategies have worked for us that we can share. And to me, guys, this trumps everything else as it comes to social media. To me, that's the best, most important metric. I joke that my favorite vanity metric is money in the bank, but my favorite real metric is how you're feeling. So the boundary is, is super important and I'm loving that we're kicking this conversation today. So Laura, can you start sharing? Absolutely. So I think when I started on Instagram, I had like no boundaries and it was because I think a lot of us fall into this trap when you first start your own business. You work until you like go to sleep. You wake up, you work all day. So that was a habit I found myself in very quickly and I found myself very exhausted because if I got a DM, I'd respond to it right away. I had notifications turned on. So if someone commented, I would get on my phone and respond to that comment right away. So that was one of the big things I felt like I was at the mercy of my phone, basically. If I had a notification and got a ping, I was in there right away. So, you know, since then, turning off notifications has been helpful. I have set times when I log onto the app, but I do think that there is still like, there's always room for me to improve, especially with my boundaries on Instagram, especially when it comes to like burnout and like overdoing it. That's something I'm going to be always working on, I think, just because I have that personality where I do feel like I have to be always on. And, you know, it's something I'm working on. Um, But yeah, I think it's very easy 
because your phone is in your pocket and you also use it to talk to your friends and your family. So it can be hard to have a boundary even with your phone. And then it's one step quicker to open the app. So I think it is going to be an ongoing thing that most of us are going to have to be aware of. And I think having this conversation is going to be really great for bringing awareness to that, which I think will be the first step in maintaining and creating those boundaries. Yeah, I agree. I think it's, you know, the same thing where you start to build a little bit of a following and then you start to feel like obligated to always answer them immediately or to you hear from the expert quote unquote that you need to like respond immediately to comments or like right after you post, you need to stick around for like 30 minutes, right? Like some of those things. I felt that same pressure. It still sometimes gets me with like my private programs and even like emails that I feel like are important. And it's just like a trigger where the moment I see it come through, I'm like, ugh. If I don't like, it like will bother me. I'll be doing something else and now I can't focus because I'm like, there's that thing I have to answer. But I have tried to make more of a habit of like when things come into DMs or when like something comes through and I'm working on another project, I just very quickly make a note on my Trello board that I need to go back and respond to it. It sounds silly, but like go back and respond to that email or go back and respond to those DMs and then like batching times when I'm actually going and doing that. Sometimes it's first thing in the morning when I'm having coffee, which might not be a great way for a lot of people to wake up. But for me, it gets it out of my way. And then I know I'm not gonna look at it again until the very end of the day. And so that's like a pocket for me to know that like, I can respond very quickly. It's like, I'm still sort of waking up and then I'll get to my actual work and I'm not thinking about those things. But I do believe that also the platforms have like introduced some new tools that are like, they're becoming aware, even though they sort of built the platform for us to feel like we have no boundaries. And now they're like, you know, reverting back to like, let us give you some tools for your mental health. But yeah, I'm curious to hear like how you all create more boundary. I feel like hiring somebody to take over one of my accounts for my business was a huge step. But then I also know that that now falls on as a social media manager for years and years. knows what it feels like for a social media manager to have multiple accounts. They also need to create boundaries with someone like me as a client and with their team members. So it's just like putting up little fences all around yourself to protect your time and energy and mental health and keep yourself from feeling obligated to respond in the moment. That's like the number one thing I feel like email pushed into our lives way back in the day was that, oh, it's instant. And now you have to instantly reply back. Yeah. And I think with social media, there's this whole like, oh, social media never sleeps, but I try to. (laughs) So I think we need those boundaries and it's so important. And I think there's two sides to it. There's the side of the boundaries that we build as a business owner who uses social media as a tool for the business. But there's also our boundaries as a consumer, which is half personal, half business, right? Like when I'm consuming content on Instagram, I actually spend a lot more time in our business accounts consuming content. And every now and then I go to my personal, I kind of check it out. I don't use it that much. It's more private because I need my boundaries. But also something that Laura mentioned, and that's something that helped me tremendously, is to move away the most social media use that I could from my phone. That included deleting Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest from my phone. Every time I say that, people are like, Pinterest? Like, why? (laughs) And I'm like, that's still like mindless scroll for me. So TikTok is on my phone because it has to be of course Instagram is on my phone because there's no way to do lives or post reels if I'm not on the phone right now but I do all my posting through planning apps and I try to do the minimum amount of work through the phone as possible because then it's what Laura said the phone is always with me my computer is not always with me like Facebook I never open it other than checking my groups and do my groups that I have for my memberships at work and my free group but otherwise I don't really use it so I actually eradicated my feed as well 
well. So when you look at my Facebook, there's no feed. It's like an empty space in the middle, which is really weird. And the groups are on the left. I can still look at everybody. So if anyone wants to do that, like uh, Chrome has extensions for that, which is the easiest way to do it. But yeah, feed eradicator, Facebook feed eradicator. That works a lot for me because I was getting overwhelmed with political statements and fake news and people that I met like 30 years ago that I, I mean, not 30 years ago, but like, yeah, maybe 30 years ago that I didn't really care to know their opinions about social issues. And that was just really getting to me. And there was no reason why I was consuming that content every time I would open Facebook to go to a group. So that was a big one for my boundaries. And the other ones is even like with work, establish your boundaries. Like I have a membership, I have a training membership where people have access to me through the Facebook group. I have to establish my boundary with them that they need to ask me questions in the Facebook group, that there are times where I answer those questions, which I give them one business day. I say it's Monday to Friday work hours in my time zone because if you don't, then it's all day long. And then this is the thing, you're not communicating with people, you're not helping them because maybe this for this person will be the same as using the group or DMing me or emailing me. But for me, it's crazy to be able to track all that. So I think those boundaries are really important. And I think one thing that I'm going to finish my TED talk in a minute here, but I think I'm super passionate about this, but I think one thing that people need to remember, and that's on the mindset side, is that boundaries make you look more professional, not less. I think a lot of people are like, oh, if I don't respond to my client right away on Sunday, like I'm unprofessional. No, people are going to look up to, you're going to influence them and help them have better boundaries as well. If you are establishing your rules, when do you communicate, how you communicate, and you're helping also them have boundaries because maybe they're stop working on the weekend, you know, and, and things like that. So I think to remember that boundaries make you more professional is very important. I love that you said that. And it also, if you have boundaries, you make it okay for other people to have boundaries. So recently we hired someone to manage our YouTube channel. So Jamar, and I noticed on his email signature, he has his hours of operation there, his days of the week. And I was like, yes. So I know on his, it's Monday to Thursday and he has a Friday time as well, but it's a shorter time. And I was like, I've been wanting to cut back my work and I haven't felt like it was okay. And to see that, I was like, yes, like that's exactly what I need to do and like it's so cool to see that people are doing that like a couple other people that I work with now I've noticed they've got their office hours and that really helps to establish that boundary and like also if someone emails you and you have like an autoresponder set up or whatever and they still see that email signature like they know that they're going to get a response but it's going to be on your time and not when you're frazzled in between picking up your kids or running out for groceries like you're going to give them a response that's going to be thoughtful and intentional because it's within that designated time so I think like you said like when you have boundaries you make it okay for other people to also have boundaries not that it's not okay without that but it makes you think that it's okay it gives you that permission I don't know if you guys are like me I'm one of those people I'm like I need permission to do that I know with my team this is outside of social media and even what I teach the social media managers that I mentor you know the first thing is to establish those office hours and when you're onboarding a client to make that very clear right when they can and can't reach out to you and like when you will and won't get back to them and how quickly like they need to get their content to you and all of those things but I think like when you're in a channel say like with we use slack and so everybody's in the slack right they have these little buttons you can put your away and you can set your you can automatically set your like time when you're there and time when you're not there and there's a little z like a snooze and i've got a team that's like located all across the country so there are different time zones and so i might be like still wrapping up work and i'm messaging them but they're already off right like so i want to honor and respect their boundaries i'm on my working time i don't expect a reply right away because i wouldn't you know they know that like that's something that we, we go over with the same with like clients or any other partnerships can i be the advocate of the devil on this one staff yeah i am going to say that when you email someone after hours 
as someone's boss or client, even if they know you don't expect an answer right away, you just said it yourself, you get an email and you'll be like, oh, thinking about that email until it gets the time for you to reply. So I urge everybody to use the scheduling on Gmail and just schedule when you send that email because every now and then I think oh, about- Oh, yeah. yeah, I use okay. Slack, like I use Slack and we can, we can schedule. Sometimes I'm catching up on work on the weekends even though I know that's not like a good idea and I will schedule on Slack now. So those are all like getting in there, but I, there will be times that I'm not paying attention to the time and I'm just like still working and sliding something, but they have their thing on Slack turned off so they won't even get it. No, you're talking about Slack. Yeah, Slack is great for that. I was thinking more emails because I heard that from a lot of people just saying, oh, you know, I message people. My boss, before I started, had my own job, would message me on the weekends and be like, you don't need to answer on the weekends, but he would text me on the weekends. And I'm like spending my whole week and thinking about that text and what I have to do on Monday because they already texted me or emailing me. And that again, and even if it's like a text or an email, you're like, I have to put on my calendar that I need to go back to this. So that triggered me to have to do work on the weekend, even if it was, like you said, with Slack, it's perfect because you get that once you are active on the platform as well but when things are coming to your email or to someone's text think about respecting their boundaries as well even if they haven't voiced that to you and use that scheduler i again like i think part of uh, you know steph is like i catch up on work sometimes on the weekend i do too sometimes i try not to because i have two little kids and but every now and then maybe i have a time when they're out or they're taking a nap or whatever and maybe I had something else I had to do during the week and I took that day off or is something. Sometimes they're compensating, which is good, the flexibility we get as business owners as well. So I don't think it's always shame to say you're working on a weekend or something. I think we have to be careful not to glorify being always busy and working 24 seven because that's not healthy and you're gonna burn out, right? But I think thinking of the other people too, because it doesn't matter if you expect them to get the message later. And again, that's not about what Steph said. It's about if you are one of those people that email people on the weekend and they're like oh but you know you know that you can only get back to me I don't expect that I've done this in the past but the more I think about it the more it's like it doesn't matter that person was having you know a cup of coffee with their friends on the weekend and now they're thinking about work that's a super good point and it's like why things like boomerang exist on gmail right if you're like me you're like I need to get it in before I forget it and it's the weekend but I don't want to forget that I'm going to go ahead and schedule it so that it gets them like first thing Monday especially also because they're like hours before me so I'll be in bed and they'll go ahead and have my message that I sent them on Monday so scheduling those messages is really great but like I said on our end too it's like I set my do not disturb hours and do not disturb on my phone and they do it as well on my team so I know even if I'm like working till 4 35 o'clock pacific time and they're eastern like if I send it they're not getting it until they come back online which is really nice so I love slack for that I don't do emails really at all I think one thing to talk about is that I know that a lot of people that are in our audiences and maybe that are listening to this podcast are social media managers and I think in this industry there is a much bigger issue with boundaries than in other industries how do we deal with that client that sends you an email in the middle of the weekend last year I was no longer being an agency or doing social media for anyone but trying to think when that was it was a year ago I think like a brand that I could not say no to that I absolutely love and I thought it would be so fun asked me to manage their social media I put a team together put a system together said yes first month I broke all the boundaries I set for myself first month I remember that it was Thanksgiving weekend and they messaged me something last minute to post on Friday and I'm like I can't do that it wasn't important 
It wasn't important at all. That person is also working on the weekend, which is not good for them because we're so conditioned sometimes. And I had to stop working with them in that capacity because I couldn't do it. I broke every single boundary and they're awesome about it because we had a conversation about it and I explained exactly what happened and I actually helped them like a recommendation to how to go forward with this but me having the realization that my boundaries that I had just established for myself have one by one been thrown out in the water because of that it was a very big moment because two years before that I would not have had that awareness so I think we we need to be you know protect at all costs our own boundaries but other people's boundaries as well if we can have that type of awareness this episode is brought to you by your social team template shop is instagram engagement bringing you down let me guess you're blaming it on the algorithm aren't you but i'll tell you a secret the reason why your posts are flopping could very well be the design of your content that's right, designing for Instagram is not just making things pretty. It takes a lot of strategy to optimize your content for a phone screen, make it original enough to stop the scroll, and intriguing enough to take people straight to your call to action. And all that can be hard to DIY. That's why people are obsessed with our Canva templates for Instagram. Our templates will help you grow engagement with creative and original designs, keep up with the latest trends, always have ideas of what to post with our text prompts, implement new features with ease, and save a ton of time. You will never want to create content from scratch again. Our templates are customizable for any niche and come with demo videos to help you make them unique for your brand. Use the code NOFILTER to get 10% off anything in the template shop at your social.team. I had a similar moment with a client, actually one of my biggest, like first clients, um, similar to you, Manu, where like we had a boundary within our agency that we needed all content from clients and promotions and, you know, holidays and things turned in by end of October because we needed to prep everything. And I wanted to give myself and my team some holiday time off, right? Like we could prepare and we know the holidays are the same time every year. Gift cards are a thing every year. Like we know what's coming, right? And so like we, you know, reminded and reminded and reminded this client to try to have them turn everything in. And like we thought we had what we needed, but they ended up bringing in someone new onto the team at the very, like at the, in the fourth quarter, like some new coach came in and was requiring, just bothering me. I was already at home with my parents in Florida, like trying to spend time watching, you know, Hallmark movies with my mom. And this person is asking me to like create new content and to throw up new posts about this and this and that, like it's information we should have had months prior to that. And I, I could have, I could have gone, well, she's new. She doesn't get it. Like I gave all this information to the other people, but I really put that ball back in their court. And I said, you're the team who hired this new person in and now she's my superior she's the person that's giving me this information but we can't do this and I ended up letting that client go right after the holidays as well classic case of not understanding the assignment right yeah they did not understand the assignment but I did and like you said it, it really really made me decide moving forward to the future that I am empowered to uphold these boundaries for myself and for my team and make sure I protect their time and protect my time and that was why I built a business in the first place and I think whether it's with clients we would have clients sliding into my DMs on Instagram too and I'm like we have a channel for this like it's not email and it's not my DMs it's slack like that's where everything is happening and so just yeah making sure that you're very clear about that from the get-go but it's also like you said a person 
personal responsibility to, to uphold them for yourself and to make sure you don't let them walk all over you. I think we've talked a lot about like client boundaries, but like one thing that I think is really big is like energetic boundaries and like boundaries with your audience on Instagram. I know that we have a friend on Instagram, Manu and I, who has like, they had created a story and a highlight basically saying like, these are the boundaries. This is what you can and cannot expect from me on my page. I thought that was super cool because so often I will get messages from people saying, hey, I need like a strategy. And it's like, I haven't communicated that they can't ask me that. So like, not that it's my fault or whatever, but it's like, maybe the expectation is that I need to communicate that somehow better. Maybe I need to have an autoresponder set up or maybe I have that in my highlights, like, you know, terms of use for my page basically and saying like, yeah, you can or can't ask me this. Like, I won't tolerate like name calling, hatred, like any of that in the comments, like things like that. And that's also a boundary of what you will and won't accept in terms of how you interact with people on Instagram as well. I love that. I think I know which creator you're talking about who has like a full highlight. And I'm like, these are great. Like I want to like copy and paste like what's happening like in that. Yes, yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I don't know who you're talking about, but I've seen that in a few different people. And uh, honestly, like, it's something that I need to do, like, just to start here. Like, oh, if you need help with advice, look over these highlights first or look over the reels for, or whatever the right places for that are. But I think um, establishing boundaries with DMs, we had a whole episode on that. So if you guys haven't checked that episode, make sure you check it out because we go really deep on that one. I think for social media managers in general, I see you if you're in that place that you are not in a place yet where you can say no to a client and I understand we need to pay bills we need to start your businesses we need to make a livelihood so you may be that you are in a place that you are scared of saying something or establishing boundaries or that you cannot say no to the client that is usually violating all your boundaries and that's okay for a little while like don't feel like you're failing or you're not a strong business owner or whatever like everybody has your own like path of when things happen like and in the beginning it's normal to have to take all the work that you can take obviously it's much easier to establish these boundaries on day one and have it all written down i when i was managing accounts i had stephanie's templates from all yeah. system scale which we can put on the yeah. show notes how about that Steph yeah uh, she has amazing yeah templates. I've created your boundaries for you yeah yeah, yeah. she has the boundaries on the templates and it's a beautiful client so welcome good. packet and I did that I have those too. and I think it's so helpful to have something like that because you discussed with a person on the get-go if they're violating that you have that reminder you already agreed on that so you don't have to go and be like hey can you stop dming me or can you stop like calling me on the weekend or something Something. But maybe you're just like, hey, I just wanted to remind you of the communication channels, blah, blah, blah. I think that that's something that people don't have to be scared about. But I also think that if something is not working at one point, if this person is burning you out or really like detrimental, <laughs> my word for 22, <laughs> it's a weird, weird word for, for the year. But if that's being detrimental to you, you're going to burn out anyway, and that relationship is going to blow up somehow. So I think having a candid conversation about boundaries politely shouldn't be something to be scared about. There's not like, oh, I'm just going to let this person go or I'm going to take the abuse. I think there should be somewhere in between. I mean, I only have boundaries because I didn't have boundaries for so long and I was getting trampled on. But I like what you said, Manu. It's like, it's not like you have to fire them 
or you have to suffer. Like there is a happy middle ground. And you know, I've had to reinforce boundaries to almost all of my clients. And the only clients that pushed back on it are the ones who I didn't want to work with at the end anyway. Most clients, if you say like, hey, let's keep it to email or hey, let's keep it to Slack. They're like, oh yeah, sorry, my bad. Uh, of course, I'll Slack that over to you. Like most of them. But sometimes you will have a client that's like, well, I want to text you whenever I want. And then you know, like, okay, it's not going to be a good fit. So I do think like most people are super receptive to boundaries. And like, if they're not, then it's probably a sign that they were taking advantage of you not having them in the first place. 100%. Yeah, it's like, there, there doesn't have to be such an extreme, I think, like reinforcing a boundary and their reaction to you reinforcing it will give you all the information you need to know about like the future of that relationship. <laughs> I think that's with followers as well, right? Like we were saying, like we had that other DM conversation, we touched on that, that like, you can go ahead and correct them and say like, normally, yada yada or like point them in a, in the right direction where that conversation needs to happen just like fear them i think that's another thing and maybe that's how we wrap up today but i was thinking of one thing is that if you are not observing and respecting your own boundaries other people will most definitely not do that either. So if someone is messaging you in a different channel that you ask them to and you're responding or maybe they're doing that on Saturday night but you respond on Saturday night two minutes later, they're going to learn that messaging you at Saturday night works. So I think respect your own boundaries like to a T even if you're not doing anything because that's your own time. You have to have the distinction and then find the, the flow like there's not one thing but I try to keep work which is very funny for someone who works around Instagram, but I try to keep work in my phone to a minimum and try to have that be a boundary and work. My computer is the place for work. Yeah, I agree. Great. So thanks guys for this conversation. I love, love, love this topic. I think that's something that people really should be careful with and observing with, because if it's not affecting you today, it can affect you tomorrow for sure. And we'll be back with another Close Friends No Filter soon. Bye. See ya. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to the Close Friends No Filter podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd love for you to leave us a review or share it with your close friends. And make sure to follow this podcast so you never miss a new episode. You can learn more about each of us, submit your questions or new episode ideas, or just say hi by heading to www.closefriendsnofilter.com or by following us on Instagram at closefriendsnofilter.com.